If you've been in New York City, you probably noticed that as you walk by restaurants, you might see a letter in the window rating the restaurant on a simple white piece of paper, a bold A, B, or C. The grade is actually an inspection score. 0 to 13 points is an A, 14 to 27 points is a B, and 28 or more points is a C. These are not Zagat ratings, though my father was really into those. These are sanitary safety grades. The fewer points, the better, because each point is a violation of something. Since 2010, New York City has required restaurants to post letter grades that correspond to scores received from these sanitary inspections. Graphic designer Jose Torres hadn't yet graduated from college when he completed designs for the New York City Department of Health. Now, getting an A doesn't mean you're gold, Olympian, delicious of a restaurant, and B isn't necessarily silver. Getting an A means no violations. Getting an A means it's clean, safe. Well, at least the days that they visited. On the Amtrak train this week, yes, I started traveling just a tiny bit again. It hit me that when you're the customer, the consumer, the participant, and not on the end creating, when you're the diner in the restaurant and not the owner, awards and ratings are really about not just standing out, but establishing standards in a world where the bar changes of what's good and what's great. Seeing a place or a person or a business that you like get an award gives you the warm feeling that you chose wisely, the pride that you're in good company, the hope that this is the top of what can be, and the reassurance that, well, you probably won't get food poisoning. A new way of living and I'm trying to get used to it One park blues, half an ounce of an idiot Ordered a Manhattan and they call me a city yeah. But it first I hurt my feelings but it's kind of got a ring to it When you move to the country they can tell when you're new to it I'm looking at a place but I'm trying to keep fitting in It takes too long to be a local so for now I'm a city yet I'm Matt Zucker, and this is Cityit, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. Episode 64, A Cityit's Ballot. The Chronogrammies, Marco Eisnick's chronogram told me via email, wasn't always a reader's choice. Back in the late 90s, chronogram had a best of issue, a mix of reader's choice and editorial choices. It proved divisive, however, with those who didn't win, especially when not chosen by the editorial staff, so they shelved their best of issue. Fast forward nearly 20 years, Chronogram decided to revive the idea, albeit this time solely as a Reader's Choice Award. The readers of Chronogram decide who gets a Chronogrammy. According to Isaacs, it has performed better than they ever anticipated, with about 20,000 readers participating every year. They take on a more-is-more approach to categories, typically hearing from folks asking for new categories, and most of the time, if they believe there's enough businesses to fill it, they add it. This happened this year with the education category and physical therapist subcategory. And last year, I had suggested regional podcast. There's a lot of energy around the chronogrammies. For example, 
during the 2022 nominations round, they received 109,000 nominations, compared to just 69,000 in 2021. With your email address, you can vote once a day, every day, in every category during the voting round of the Chronogrammys, which is April 1st through May 15th. What's great about these award shows to me is a couple of things. One, it's reader-driven, so people are voting with their fingers, their feet, their stomachs, their eyes, and in categories like regional podcasts and radio station, their ears and hearts. Two, their currency for the businesses. This is just ego. I mean, it is ego, but there is plenty of studies that being third, second, or best drives business, which is crucial for so many of us. I saw a nice bump in listeners last year after City at One. And since I also use it in my email signature and as a badge on the site, it also gives a bit of credibility with potential sponsors, partners, or with media. Third, it's a discovery vehicle. Maybe you want to visit the Hudson Valley and don't know it very well. Well, you want good places to visit. An award helps you notice an organization, a business, or a person. And then it gives you a bit of assurance, kind of like the restaurant grades in New York. And A doesn't mean I'm delicious, but I probably won't get you sick. In this episode, I'll only talk about ones in which I know some finalists, or that I've gotten reliable, trusted opinions on. On the cityat.com blog, you'll also find the full list. Regional podcast, you'll find is a subcategory within arts and entertainment. I'm a little nervous this year, since there's a lot more competition. Okay, get your clickers ready. It's time to vote. Arts and entertainment. Let's start with a few in this category, with a lot of the things to do or where to go. History, site, and museum. The Olana Historical Site is tempting for its role in Hudson Valley art history, not to mention its striking house, a mix of Victorian style with Middle Eastern decorative elements. Also on the ballot, though, is FDR Presidential Library, which I still haven't been to, if you can believe it. Second is Radio Station. I know WAMC is tempting, and it's wonderful. But this is an opportunity to shine the spotlight on my friends at Indie Music Station, WKZE 98.1 in Red Hook. Or, if you're looking for an alternative, I've also listened time to time to Radio Kingston. Regional podcast. Okay, the most important category. I'm thrilled there's more competition this year, but please vote for City Ed. Every day you can remember to. Now to the retail category. Bookstore. For me, it's Oblong versus Rough Draft. Both carried my memoir for a while, and Brian and I frequent both so I may let the Ouija board decide. Butcher Shop. Our friends Victor and Stephanie turned us on to Woodstock Meats, which we do frequent. Candy Store. Samuels is my vote for its celebrity owners and fun displays of every sentimental favorite. Grocery Store. Adams Fair Care Farms gets our vote. Mother Earth's has gotten a bit weird. Men's Shop. Hamilton and Adams, of course. Hear all about it from owner Andrew Adada in episode 60, Upstate and Chill. You'll know why my clicks are there. For Pet Store, you know I'm voting for Paws Dog Boutique in Rhinebeck. Tell Sammy City it sent you. Remote Work Spot? Now this maybe depends on where you are. Bangle Works in Stanfordville with its awesome design, and then there's City It in Catskill. Those are my two picks. They're also featured in episodes 49 and 52 respectively. I'm having a hard time choosing between friends. Speaking of friends, let's go to the health and wellness category. For Barbershop, They're my buddies at Pugsley's in Kingston. Shout out to Miguel, Antonio, and Joel. And for Vet, that could only be Nora's pick, Rhinebeck Animal Hospital. They love her, and she loves them. I'll be back with more picks after this break. You're listening to this podcast, and you're thinking, I could do that. 
I want to do that. Well, if you have a big idea for a great show, come join me for my first ever podcasting 101 workshop as part of the second annual Hillsdale Workshop Experience. That's right. On Saturday, May 7th at 1 p.m., I'm hosting a two and a half hour workshop about turning your big idea into reality. It's part of a big weekend of workshops across Hillsdale, New York, an adorable town in Columbia County, about 15 minutes west of Great Barrington, Massachusetts, and about 15 minutes east of Hudson, New York. And if you're coming from Rhinebeck, it's about 40 minutes. Find that information in the show notes or from cityat.com. There's a fee and limited spots, but we'll make it worthwhile with lots of ideas and resources. And please check out the other workshops. It's going to be great. Being outdoors is a recurring theme on City It. You heard a lot about it in recent episodes, including episode 62 about managing stress and number 55 on mountain hiking. It's good for you too. So here are some good options in the nature and outdoors category. Dog parks are great ways for City It's to meet people. I've heard good things about Gardner Dog Park Place, but the one I've been to is Rhinebeck Dog Park, which is on the border of Red Hook, and I've met a few people there, so that gets my vote. The hike category caught my eye since I recognized two of the finalists, but then I also remembered in my interview with Sean Dwyer about mountain hikes, our conversation about what he considers a hike versus a walk. A hike to me was a change in elevation, but to Sean, it also has a sense of danger. Happily, none of these choices have danger beyond a potentially twisted angle or sunburn. My vote goes to the walk to Poet's Walk. You get all the benefits of a hilly outside and woodsy inside with a surprise little house of a destination along the Hudson River. Also on the ballot is the Overlook Mountain House, which I'm really curious about and I'll suspect we'll try this spring. Park and Preserve. There's so many parks and preserves that are great, it's really hard to choose among this one. Olana is a classic favorite, but I think I'll vote this year for Ashokan Reservoir because it's newer to us and Brian loves to run it. For picnic spot, I have to vote Claremont for its picnic tables along the Hudson and the fact that we're there nearly every week. But I could also see voting for Saugerty's Lighthouse, which is absolutely adorable with its little B&B and ability to swim in the water while you have a sandwich. Okay, sunset spot. I did not notice this subcategory last year, probably selfishly consumed with my own. Brian and I love sunsets. Olana State Historic Site is a very high point facing west, so that's probably the hero. Burger Hill in Rhinebeck is also tempting, also facing west at the Catskills, with its rock engravings, which explain the mountains you're looking at. And walkway over the Hudson in Poughkeepsie is also a fair shot, since sunset out in the middle of the river is really tempting. Oi, tough category. This is all making me hungry, so let's do food. I'm boycotting Alfresco Dining, since I think River Grill at Stewart House in Athens was robbed, maybe because it's only open part-time during the year. But for barbecue, Smoky Rock Barbecue is my vote. I catered from there for Brian's birthday last summer, and it was delicious with great service. I'm skipping the buffet category, since how did anyone do a buffet during the pandemic, but maybe I'll find the courage this year. Coffee shop is very important to me. Rough Draft Bar and Books could be good, because it's comfortable hanging out there with a new book. But if you're already voting for Rough Draft and Books, then maybe vote for Half Moon Roundout Cafe in Kingston. And I swear someone told me something good about Twin Ravens in Ellenville. The CSA category was fun to see. CSAs, or Community Supported Agriculture, are crucial to our farming community, and we've joined many over the year and have some favorites like Hardy Roots. In the finalists this year, I'd vote for Greg Farm, who I also talk about frequently, and we put a lot of their delicious produce in the market. Later in the ballot under Family Fun, you'll find Greg Farm again under UPIC. Dog-friendly dining. 
I didn't know any of these finalists, but I want to try them all, especially the curiously named Armadillo in Kingston. This could be a friend. Farmstan. Brian and I will vote for Montgomery Place Orchards because we're there all the time, and Brian eagerly awaits for its reopening every season and knows everyone there. There's also McLarelli, though, whose fruit and veg you probably recognize since they're one of the biggest farms and distributors in the area. For the Italian subcategory, I'm going with Giabatta in Tivoli, of course. Not just because Chef Francesco would otherwise come after me with a carving knife, but you know how I love, love, love their bolognese, and throughout the pandemic, we've also been regularly doing the takeaway chicken marsala. A really good category to win is New Restaurant. Good Night in Woodstock was on our list. Brian was going to take us for our 20th anniversary, but we ended up bailing in the rain last minute and going to Gaskins instead for burgers and a martini. Oh well, next time. I'm so excited about all the new content happenings. On the City of Blog, there are new posts such as weird history facts and where to stay if you're visiting the Hudson Valley, Catskills, and Berkshires. I mean, how can I say come visit if I don't help you find a place to visit? And I'm finding a lot of new partners to do stuff with. I was talking to Robinson Gregg at Gregg Farm, and he was saying there's so much happening on a farm that people don't realize how much goes into behind the scenes running a farm. So I was like, well, maybe you should tell them. And he said, well, maybe I should tell them. So in yet another City at Exclusive, Rob is going to share with you and me what he's working on this season at the farm. Robinson's to-do list. There'll be chickens, goats, and who knows what will come up. So look forward to that. He and I also exchange hats, trading a City at Trucker cap for a Greg Farm ball cap. Nice logo, too. That sealed the deal. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Okay, last section, and time for a drink. There's a bartender category, so you might recognize someone you know too well. Brewery is a good category, since the Hudson Valley has so many good new ones. I'm holding off a few weeks, since my friend Jamie and I are doing a brewery tour and a special episode later this spring, though the list is giving us ideas of where we might want to go. Martini. Victor says Red Onion has his vote, since it's already gotten a lot of his money. Wine list. In Kingston, down by the Roundout, is Brunette, a really cute wine bar with a great list and a fun place to stop into. In the shelter category, I was glad to see finalist Graham and Company, run by Martin and Joe, a great boutique hotel in Phoenicia. There's also a real estate agent subcategory, though something must be wrong since Lori Mendelis is not listed as a finalist. There must be a VIP ballot somewhere else. Last for me is the people category, local celebrities, and probably the most important, auto mechanic. But there's also Chef, where I'm voting for TJ Eads at Greg Farm Market. I get the mescaline salad with grilled chicken every other week, but it's his meatloaf that is to die for. Gluten-free friendly, too. Thanks for listening. The City at Ballot is also a blog post at cityat.com. There you'll see all of these choices, plus ones I missed. But if this is all too much for you, it's really simple. Just go to Arts and Entertainment and vote for City at. Frankly, I want this more than you do. And if extortion or greed motivates you, then by all means reach out. Ah, democracy in the country. It's a beautiful thing. Come visit.
a local, so for now I'm a city.